Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. But before we get started with today's program, you can learn more about us, our free events, how to donate, the podcast, and much more when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's final teaching in the book of Revelation, called The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. You guys know the story of the talents, right? Two of them did well with it, but one hid it away because of what? Fear. I was afraid. I was afraid. Here, let me put a little bit more dirt on this. I'll protect that. You didn't do anything with it? No, I was afraid. Fear. Really? No man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if any man builds upon the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it, because it is to be revealed with fire. The fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built upon, it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as through fire. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15. What that tells me is that we're saved by grace, not by works, not by works, not by works, but I do want to have a crown to lay at his feet. Amen? And so I think this this is the issue. I am the Alpha and the Omega, verse 13, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So we've all looked at Alpha and Omega, first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, We've talked about the Aleph Tav, first and last letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And we saw this in chapter one, and here's a good way to think about it. It says the beginning and the end. So God is the beginner and the ender. He is the creator and the consummator. By the way, these titles are applied to Jesus Christ. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. Thus, he must be God. And we've gone through that in chapter 1. Jesus is the first and the last. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginner and the ender, if you will. And uh, he is God. Blessed, verse 14, are those who wash their robes. There's a variant reading here, just need to be aware of. If you have a King James, New King James, it says, do his commandments. You say, variant reading, what do you mean, Pastor Michael? A variant reading is a difference in two manuscript streams. Let me explain quickly. There are some major manuscript uh, streams that come from different areas of the world, Alexandria, Egypt, and so forth. And with the manuscript, sometimes there's what's called a variant reading. That is, one version says this, Another version says this. It doesn't touch any essential doctrines of the Bible. But this is a case where the manuscript family from the King James, New King James says, blessed are those who do his commandments, and the others say, who wash their robes. Now, is it true that there's a blessing for both? Yeah. If you, if you have had your robes washed, and we'll talk about that in a second, you're going to be blessed. It's by the blood of the Lamb, by the way. And if you do God's commandments, are you going to be a blessed person? Yes. But the concern is that it doesn't imply works here. 
we're saved by grace, so I'll let you wrestle with that, but that's the variant reading. That they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Now, if the first reading is correct, who washed their robes, the only ones getting into the city and having access to the tree of life are those who have been washed. Have you been washed? We have a gentleman in our congregation who does printing for car washes. And he wanted to do something for the church. And what he does is he, he has a little business advertisement on the front of the little card. It's that check card that you hold when your car is being washed. Then you turn it back in with a couple bucks for the guy who dried your car, right? So he said, hey, I want to do one for the church. Do you have an idea? And I said, yes, I do. Here's my idea. On the front of the car, card put, have you been washed, question mark. And then, you know, we'll, we'll put some Bible verses on there. Things were good for a while until an atheist showed up in one of the car washes. Have I been washed? Now, we wanted to put him in the car wash, but apparently the, that wasn't going to work out. So, But you know how it goes. So they had to remove the card, Pastor Michael's grand idea. But hopefully it got some people's attention while they were waiting for their automobile. Right? Have you been washed? You get your car washed. What do you mean, have I been washed? I don't need it. I took a shower. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're not talking about your cologne or your hair. We're talking about, have you been washed from your sin? Oh, that ruffles people's feathers, especially when they just had a half a cup of coffee and just went to get a car wash. These Christians are everywhere. Even when I get my car washed. And there you go. Anyway, have you been washed? Secondly, are you a citizen of the kingdom? Philippians 3.20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Who, who, who will transform our lowly bodies into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has to subject even all things to himself, Philippians 3.21. He's going to call you by name, and we're going to rise. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, 1 Corinthians 6.11, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. I need a power washing. I don't know about you. Man, there's been a lot of blemishes along the road of this life in thought, word, and deed, and even things I failed to do that I knew I should have done, I need a power wash. You ever use one of those power washers? They're pretty cool. You have stu stuff stuck on the pavement, or if you use one on your house, it'll chip away your paint. I've done it. <laughs> we have a blessed hope. We've been washed in the mercy not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. If you flip, down, flip back to Revelation 7, here's a little bit more about that robe washing. The robe represents our uncleanness. We're all born with a filthy robe. 
Can I get a witness? Anybody got a little kid or a grandchild? Okay, here you go. They get in the high chair. You don't have to teach this. They will throw food at you. <laughs> and then have you ever given them the first bite of ice cream before in the high chair? And just to watch the reaction. Ooh, <laughs> the first taste. Of, yeah. Applesauce isn't so grand, but ice cream or the cake when they had that first birthday and they start mushing the cake and <laughs> anyway, Revelation 7.13 says, one of the elders, 7.13, answered and said to me, these who are clothed in the white robes, who are they? From where have they come? I said to him, my Lord, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white. How? In the blood of the lamb. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Are you washed? Are you justified? The book of Revelation is to reveal the end times, certainly, but to reveal the person and work of Christ. And if you're going to be in this city, you've got to be washed. You've got to be a citizen. Then you'll be in, back to Revelation 22, you'll be able to enter the city, and you'll be able to have access to the tree of life. You'll get in the gates. You'll get to the tree. But on the outside, 15, are the dogs. Now, I know that some of you saw the movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. This verse blows up that movie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> some of you are like, I love dogs. Pastor Michael, you said cats were not Christians. I still believe that. My theology is holding true. You indicated, at least implied, that dogs would be there. I really don't know, and I don't think I've ever said. It's kind of a hope I have, because I am a dog lover. But then I read this verse. Outside are the dogs. But <laughs> you all know I'm kind of joking, right? Because the dogs is just another way to describe people who are filthy, unwashed robes. The dogs were, in the ancient world, there were some domesticated dogs, as I understand it, but a lot of the dogs roamed in packs, and they were scavengers and filthy, and they ate garbage and all of that stuff. Almost like uh, a modern-day coyote pack. That's how you would picture it. Outside are the coyotes, if you will. Uh, outside are the dogs. The, the, these represent people. Um, some of the versions say, outside are the barking dogs. They all should be outside the gates. Don't you agree? I'm just kidding. Some versions don't say that. That was a joke. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> now you can see, these are not dogs practicing sorcery. It's actually people. <laughs> Get all the Disney movies out of your mind. They're sorcerers, immoral persons, murderers, idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying are on the outside looking in. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. 
That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now, with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Again, that's "step closer" as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called "A Step Closer," and you can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now. Back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Some of the versions say, outside are the barking dogs. They all should be outside the gates. Don't you agree? I'm just kidding. Some versions don't say that. That was a joke. Anyway. (laughs) Let's move on. Now you can see... These are not dogs practicing sorcery. It's actually people. (laughs) Get all the Disney movies out of your mind. They're sorcerers, immoral persons, murderers, idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying are on the outside looking in. Do you remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus? The rich man had all of this incredible stuff, and he fared sumptuously every day, and he was dressed in purple and fine linen. And he had a poor man at his gate named Lazarus. Jesus tells the story in Luke 16. And Lazarus had all these sores, and who came and licked his sores? It was the dogs, right? The dogs paid attention to him, had a little mercy on him, but he, he just wanted the scraps off the rich man's table, and apparently he got nothing. Well, both men die. One man is carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom, kind of a paradise place, and he's there with Abraham, the believer. The other man dies, gets buried, but his soul or spirit ends up where? In Hades. And he's able to look and see who? Abraham and Lazarus off in the distance. And he says, Father Abraham, appears to be Jewish, Father Abraham, send Lazarus. Let him put some water on his finger. Put it on my tongue. I'm in agony in this flame. And as the dialogue goes back and forth, there's a great chasm fixed. They can't cross over. He can't cross over. He he asks for a warning for his family. His position is fixed. Interestingly enough, though, he can see what's going on in paradise. Now, I understand the theology and Hades and all of that, and we've, we've tackled that before, but, but I just find it intriguing that there is this 
Wealthy man during his life ignored what he should have been doing, didn't believe, and he's on the outside looking in, and there's nothing he can do about it. That intensifies the tragedy even more. I, Jesus, and I'm not making a statement, by the way, that I think unbelievers can see heaven or the the city. I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm just saying it's an interesting thought. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. You can write down Isaiah 11.1 where he's the shoot uh, out of the stem uh, of Jesse. And then, um, or I believe that's what it says. Isaiah 11.1, check that. And then he says, I'm the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. He comes from David's body. He's human from the line of David. The bright and morning star is another way of saying the Messiah. Write down Numbers 24, verse 17. One writer says, in extra-biblical Jewish writings, the coming of the Messiah, he was called a star. John MacArthur comments, as the morning star heralds the arrival of the day, so Jesus' coming will herald the end of the darkness of man's night and the glorious dawn of his kingdom. And so Jesus is saying, I'm the one. I sent my angel. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, and so forth. And here's our title for tonight. And the spirit and the bride say, come. I think there's an invitation here to unbelievers. Come, come and be washed. Come and experience life in Christ. And the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. The spirit and the bride say come is probably an invitation or a, a cry for Jesus to come. And then the rest of the verses here, or the, the invitation, has to do with a sinner repenting. Notice there's an order here. He who hears, he who is thirsty, he who wishes can take the water of life with what? Without cost. It's free. Because God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, 1 Timothy 2.4. God is not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance, 2 Peter 3.9. King Agrippa says, Paul, I wish everyone was like me, a Christian, yet without these chains, Acts 27.29. And so he says, I testify to everyone who hears these words of the prophecy of this book, If anyone adds to them, God shall add to him the plagues which are written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words, the words is la, it's a form of lagos here, of the the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. Can I just say, I don't think it takes much to comment, don't add to the Bible. In the last 200 years, we have had a proliferation of cults and movements that have been doomsday, apocalyptic, sensational groups, Jehovah's Witnesses, forms and some segments of Seventh-day Adventism, picking dates, coming up with formulas. And is that adding to the book of Revelation? I'll let you decide that. But there have been other cults that have added extra books to the Bible. The Bible alone is not sufficient. You need these other books that explain that book. Or we, these other books are our priority and then the Bible. Uh Uh-uh. Don't do it. Because if you do it, your way may be blocked 
to the city, and you may be howling from outside the city gates. Everybody with me? You don't play games with God's word. This does not mean, by the way, that you can't uh, teach the book of Revelation. It doesn't mean that you can't exposit it, expose the meaning. What it means is don't add to it and don't take away from it. Don't try to soften it. Don't take away particular verses. There are people, so-called New Testament scholars, that have eliminated much of Jesus' statements of the New Testament. They get in a room. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but back in the day, they're called the Jesus Seminar, and they voted with different color beads. Did Jesus really say that? I vote yellow. Maybe he did. No, he didn't. Who are you? And do you know the verses that they have deemed that Jesus didn't say? Everyone that says he's the only way to heaven, everyone that records a miracle that he did, and everyone that's a controversial saying about the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. The ones where they're happy verses, okay, he probably said that. I would be very careful because one day you will be knocking, but you can't come in. Because Jesus is going to say, I warned you, don't mess with my word. A couple of verses, I'd like to take you there, but we're out of time. Write it down. Proverbs 30, 5 and 6 says, every word of God is tested. Proverbs 35 and 6, he's a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he reprove you and you be proved a liar. And we know all liars have their part in the lake of fire. Here's another one, Deuteronomy 4.2. Moses says, you shall not add to the word which I am commanding you, nor take away from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you, Deuteronomy 4.2. And then Deuteronomy 12.32 says, whatever I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to, nor take away from it, Deuteronomy 12.32. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. And all God's people said, amen. Let's say it together. Come, Lord Jesus. This is another way of saying Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. In the future, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all those who have loved his appearing, 2 Timothy 4.8, And then the final verse of the book of Revelation, so glad it's going to end on grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all or with you all and all God's people said, amen. You're listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. And this concludes his study in the book of Revelation. Today's teaching in chapter 22 is called The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment, but first a thank you for listening to Walk in Truth. Your support is really appreciated, and we're wondering if you would help spread the word about our program. Whether you're listening on the radio or podcast, would you please share today's teaching with a friend on Facebook or Twitter? You can find this teaching on walkintruth.com or your favorite podcast app. Thanks for helping us spread the word about Walk in Truth. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Hey, friends. Well, that's the end of the book of Revelation. It's been a great journey together. If you need any more information, go back and listen to the messages at walkintruth.com or check out the store at walkintruth.com. You can purchase some products, some actually DVDs where we're showing the teaching and showing some pictures at the front. 
you can see actually how the teaching unfolded in the actual church. And that's when you go to walkintruth.com and click on the store. Now, you may wonder, where are we transitioning to? Well, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, and we're going to study that incredible letter, 16 power pack chapters. And somebody once said that 1 Corinthians could be called 1 Californians, or you could maybe put your state in there, because it's such a relevant letter to very relevant issues of our time. We're going to examine a lot of different topics, but we're going to be looking at real life and how does our faith work in the real-life world of stress and uh, division and uh, opulence and you name it. Sexual ethics are going to come up a lot in this book. So we're going to be looking at the book of 1 Corinthians, and that's starting on Monday on Walk in Truth. And join us then. Tell a friend about what you're hearing on this great station, and make sure you also subscribe to the podcast. Hey, I want to invite you out to Sunday service The times at Living Truth here in the city of Corona are 9 and 11.15 a.m., two service times. We have a youth group at the second service, and the church in the city of Corona is located at 1009 Arsenal Way, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Now, you can download the Living Truth app in your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars. Download it on your phone or your device, and you can find out information, directions, service times, Check out some of the sermons. Get whatever info you need. Come on out to the church. I would love to meet you this coming Sunday. God bless you. Tune in next week for Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, teaching you how we are graciously called into fellowship with one another. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. And remember, it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.